0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cincinnati Sports Review. My name is Eric.
1: My name's Nick.
0: And today we're going to be doing a general bangle discussion, uh, talking about stuff. Got uh, preseason's coming up. Um then the regular season obviously gets started after that. So we're just going to do a loose topic.
1: Yeah, there's just been uh, a couple news things that came up. Um, I think the biggest one is uh, the Jesse Bates.
0: Did not show up training camp. Yeah. That was expected, right?
1: Yeah. Um you know, they couldn't get a long term deal signed and he said he doesn't want to play for the the uh on the tag franchise tag, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean I suspect that he will like it's it's smart to miss training camp if you know, you're worried about long term financial stability. Yeah. Um, but that's still what, does he make an eighteen million guaranteed? Um, so I think once yeah. regular season games rolls around, he'll show up.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I agree. And I, w- I would assume that they have a um, contingency plan in case he does decide to hold out the whole year.
1: Yeah, and that's why I mean that's why we drafted all those secondary players. Mm-hmm. Um, it is unfortunate though that we couldn't get a deal done here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did hear a discussion about uh, with Mike Brown talking about, you know. They're also saving for the long term as well for some of the other offensive playmakers, so that's another part of it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that makes sense. I mean, you know, you see all the big quarterback contracts that are going out oh there. Oh, my God. Yeah, Burrow's going to be a lot, and, you know.
0: Yeah, he is going to be a well-paid man, and then they've got other players, too, that have contracts coming up, so.
1: Yeah. And uh, safety is one of the lower, like, paid positions in the league right now.
0: Yeah. There there's they're starting to creep up in terms of like salary. Like a lot of big contracts have been signed lately. Um Simmons in Denver, Buda Baker, Mink and Fitzpatrick, like a lot of a lot of safeties are getting paid, but um yeah, I think he wants to join that group.
1: Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, it's just you know, I don't think we can afford that.
0: No, not with what we can bring, it maybe if they get you know real lucky and you know they they sell a bunch of soda pop this year, <laughs> maybe <laughs> they'll make some money because obviously all the all the big time money tickets and you know is it, is it is it both tickets, TV and um, merchandise? Is that is that all split up between all the teams? What do what does the owners get to keep? That's like separate from like the collective money. Do you know off the top of your head? I know they get. Um, TV, I know TV money for sure is split. I want to say ticket is too. I'm not sure about the ticket. You're not sure.
1: Well, I'm not sure what they get alone either. So, Let's
0: see revenue split. I mean, they've been making more money every year, and that's I think that's part of the reason why every like cap goes up and up yeah okay i'm not i'm not seeing immediate answers to the question so just i mm. mean that's probably not really public it may not be but i'm sure there's some discussions on that and either way maybe we can make a lot of money with a good year i mean obviously like you know we sold out i think all the season tickets right there's a wait list going on for season tickets for the Bengals? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously, you know, they're going to be making more money in some capacity, whether it's right. you know, people showing up to get I'm pretty sure like soda pop, beer, popcorn, Concessions. snacks, oh, concession. I think I think they keep 100% of that. That that makes sense. Yeah, so there's more people showing up for that than you know. I mean, that's um, why
1: all that stuff is so expensive.
0: Yeah, they got to make their money somehow. Um yeah yeah so that I mean that's one topic to talk about um what else would you like to talk about, Nick?
1: uh we could talk about the uniforms the uh the they're bringing helmets. back the
0: color rush
1: I love the the color rush we had before, and I've been wanting a white helmet,
0: yeah, so they got i think we talked about it last time how they're doing the white helmet finally, yeah. and everybody everybody like unanimously agrees it looks great um. And I think we talked about this, how, like, immediately we wanted to see on the Color Rush uniform. And they didn't bring out the Color Rush uniform last year at all. Yeah. Because I think they were trying to push the new jerseys, but they brought it back. So I'm very happy to see. Because that's probably my third favorite uniform we have yeah. in, in the past, like, 20 years. So I'm very glad to see that return.
1: Yeah, I am very excited.
0: Yeah, they're doing that. Um, That's the Thursday night game against the Dolphins. And um, that's also the Ring of Honor night where they're bringing back um, a number of, like, you know, inductees and, you know, players and all that stuff. So that Wh- should be a big night. Who are the
1: inductees?
0: I think this time, I think the latest round was um, Willie Anderson and yeah uh, Isaac Curtis. Okay. Yeah. So two very well-deserving... Former players coming into our Ring of Honor. Currently, as it stands, it's three players in Paul Brown. So you got Ken Anderson, Munoz, Ken Riley. Um, which, by the way, um, the two Kens, Ken Riley and Kenny Anderson, both of them, uh, are made it to the final round of like the historical veterans committee of the Hall of Fame. So I think, um, you know with any luck we'll get we'll get some more hall of famers soon nice yeah
1: yeah um, i like how we're doing that
0: yeah you know it's it's kind of the perfect storm for that right now because you know we weren't very well thought of for a while you know we we didn't have a good last 5 years but you know well people paying attention to us doing their research you're coming to find out you know we've had some good players in our history um couple with our ring of honor trying to prop these guys up a little bit more giving them the recognition they deserve so um all good yeah. things
1: and i'm sure they get money for their you know being inducted
0: yeah and because those dudes you know aside from willie oh you know a lot of these guys don't get paid or they weren't paid the way that players are now yeah and I without
1: I like you know there's not a whole lot for them
0: yeah the just the the market of how Football has changed. Even, I mean, even from like Willie Anderson's time to now is very different. But especially from, you know, all these guys played in the seventies and eighties. So that'll be that'll be a good night uh, to see a lot of these guys come back. Um, kind of relevant topic is recently um, there was on Bangle Jim's podcast on YouTube. Uh, they brought back a lot of the '05 team to kind of talk about. Oh yeah, you said that, that. Yeah, did you watch that? Not yet it's a it's a pretty good watch i don't want to spoil anything for you or anybody who's listening but it's it's a good watch um th- who, one thing on I, it so there's a couple surprise guests so i won't say everybody okay um, but obviously willie drove a lot of the conversation tj who was on nice. uh shane graham Brian oh wow Simmons. yeah um levi jones john thornton and Rich bram I think, were the rounded out the group. So a lot of a lot of D linemen O linemen and linebacker kind of talk. But uh, uh
1: that's awesome. That was like one of the first like Madden games I got really into was that year. So
0: yeah, and that's around the time I got into football because I st- I started playing my um seventh grade, which was the same year that the they coincidentally did well and for the first time in fifteen years. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and so like and so kind of like, you know, got me more on the football, you know, playing and and seeing the local team be successful cuz before it was like yeah, Corey Dillon was pretty good. And that was it. It's like yeah, we were trash. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't very good. So, but, but that's a that's a big topic they talk about in that is kind of how, you know, for 15 years they weren't very good. And so a lot of the veteran players like Anderson and Bram they you know and Brian Simmons uh they uh you know kind of got that you know validation recognition of of them being good players and all the hard work that you know they had put into to get to that point of being successful in it for the first time um it just kind of something i kind of underestimated is like those older fans who stuck with the team post the 88 super bowl team and you know kind of suffered through those bad years you know kind of like that was their first time being successful and so obviously yeah. like like that year brought in a lot of new fans like us but it also like was a good run for all the old fans so one could even argue that's kind of the same thing that's happening right now
1: i would say so and then you saw like throughout the you know throughout the playoffs they uh brought out a lot of these old players yeah uh for interviews and stuff like that
0: yeah, it was it was great, and you know we didn't get the opportunity because our Mike Brown episode came out after this. But they talked a lot about Mike Brown and um, you know how he is as a person and an owner, and it kind of reaffirms what we're talking about. How like you know like he's a, he's a pretty good person, and he, he like cares about this franchise and he cares about the people working for it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of stuff like that, kind of reminiscing on some stuff on plays and telling stories of, like I said very good listen if you're a fa- if you were a fan of those teams or if you want to like you know you weren't around to experience that you want to get to know kind of what it was like definitely worth listening to
1: nice so it sounds really really yeah. good
0: yeah so yeah I'm pretty excited to see them bring this back yeah that'll be a big night it's a Thursday night game It'll ring of honor night they're doing the color rush with the white jerseys um, pretty cool but another thing I kinda wanna talk about that leads into this is primetime games. We got a lot of primetime games this year. How many? Well we got five regular season primetime games. So we have Thursday night against the Dolphins, which we just mentioned. Uh the next week after that is Baltimore on Sunday night football. Then three weeks after that they've got Monday night against Cleveland. And then after the bye week, week eleven they're um Sunday night at Pittsburgh. And then they have um, the last Monday night football game of the year. I think it's the last Monday night football game of the year against the Bills and the 2nd of January. Nice.
1: So all of our in division you know, teams that we play, we have one of them on a,
0: yeah, we play every single, um, every single division game. Hang on. Every single the di- plate I'm about to cut all that out. Uh, <laughs> every single team in our division we play once on primetime. Yes, there we go. Yes, I got it right. There you go. <laughs> um yes, we do play we do in fact play the last uh, Monday night game of the year. So that'll be fun. Uh of the regular season. I th- I think they're starting to do Monday night football on in the playoffs now, but um nice. either way, you know,
1: big games. Yeah,
0: I mean, all of them, you know, Miami Dolphins, they, I don't think they're going to be a pushover, right? You know, three division games, those will be tough, and then the Bills, who was a division winner uh, in the AFC East, like, they're all going to be tough matchups.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, and on top of that, we also have three games that kick off at 4 o'clock, which is, like, the, you know, the later end of the, you know, middle of the day on Sundays, so... Less games are going on at that time frame, so more likely to see those on national television. You know, if all all things go right, that's all I had to say on that. (laughs) That's kind of the general schedule. You know, we got the AFC East, that's Buffalo, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins. We also have the... NFC South, which are the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Buccaneers. Um, so that's kind of our matchup.
1: That's a tough schedule.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, our division wasn't particularly pushovers. I mean, our worst team went 8-9. and nine. So off the bat, you know, division is not a pushover. Uh, it never really is. Right. Um, and obviously winning the division would play, you know, on top of the AFC East division later we got Kansas City and um Buffalo. No, we're gonna play Buffalo, sorry. Kansas City and Tennessee, sorry. Yep. Yeah. So those will be some tough matchups. I mean we'll we'll get into we'll do a we'll do a full schedule breakdown at a later date, but just just eyeballing it. It's it's not gonna be easy, but I don't think it's like insurmountable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we got to see how some of these teams like look in the preseason. Yeah,
0: Yeah. hopefully we can stay healthy all year. I mean, that's always the, that's always like the biggest what if.
1: Yeah, I mean there's you know key players that we can't lose if we want to get back to where, you know, we're competing for the the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I don't think Brandon Allen's going to be bringing us to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean that is <laughs>
0: So you got to keep Mr. Joe Burrow up upright. Which, by the way, uh, he's going to be out for a little bit because of his appendectomy.
1: Yeah, which uh, yeah should should be fine.
0: <laughs> I am like not worried about that in like the slightest.
1: As long uh, as they uh, like didn't fuck it
0: up. It's my understanding that the procedure went just fine, so I'm not worried about that at all. I'm sure, like I'm sure, it's going to be like the first day he goes out to practice. It'll be a little sore, but in terms of him starting week one, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he started he started the game in the preseason, not coming off a torn ACL. So,
1: yeah, I I just want to see how he looks this year because he's had you know the full you know year to play on his knee, and mm. you know you could tell it was still bothering him throughout the season.
0: Yeah, and so. I saw an interesting a piece of data on how, like, the Bengals were the sl- one of the slower teams in terms of, like, number of plays last year. Um, but they, they picked it up throughout the year, and they were throwing more often. So I kind of wonder, like, you know, as, as well as Joe Mixon played, they definitely relied heavier on the pass in the last, you know, last couple weeks and then into the postseason.
1: Yeah, I saw one statistic that showed us we were, like, the – the team with the most touches in the backfield
0: um on rushes i saw that too but like that can't be that can't be right because it said like 52 percent like there's no way you can be third in the nfl on passing or in rushing if you're getting hit on like more than half of your plays. like you there's just no if way you're, if you're joe mixon <laughs> I guess so, but...
1: I mean, that's what's, that's why, you know, he's such a good running back. is because he can make things happen out of nothing.
0: That's true. Um, I mean, if we're going to go down memory lane, do you remember that, that Gio Bernard play where he... It's like a sweet play and he's going to the right and he, you know, he gets stopped so he cuts back and goes all the way around and runs in for a touchdown? Yeah. Such a great play. Man, I love Gio. Yeah, me too. That was also on a Thursday night game against the... Uh, Uh, Against the Dolphins. So, who knows what will happen with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, I have something I want to talk about, which is like a really weird coincidence. I don't see a whole lot of people talking about this because it's like kind of obscure. But every time we play the NFC North, we typically win the division. 2005, we won the division. 2009, we won the division. 2013, we won the division. Twenty seventeen, we were like seven and nine, <laughs> not very good, but still better than like the two or three years before, or after, or whatever. Or they they were better than they were the year before, and that was the best they had done, you know, for the next like four years up right. until this last last run. Uh, then they obviously they went last year, and so now they're going to play the NFC South. Um, you know, in all of those instances I just named. 05 09 13 and now 21 or i guess let me let me rephrase it real quick um of the times we won the division 05 09 and 2013 the year after we don't perform as well so you know 2006 they had a good start we started eight and five had an opportunity to clinch a wild card and lost the last three games, missed the playoffs entirely. Uh, 2010 was, that was the TO year. Um, and that was a whole debacle. That was rough. That was a, that was a very bad year. Um, 2014, they meant they were, you know, they started the year off pretty good. They ended up getting a wild card because they lost the the last game of the year against Pittsburgh. (laughs) um, that's the one they injured A.J. Green on, like, the last fucking play. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember, he, like, had the ball. He was on the ground, and somebody, like – it was, like, a perfect hit. Like, people want to complain <laughs> about that. And it was, like, dude was already on the ground. He puts the crown of his helmet <laughs> in the Green's face, and, like, nobody who, who called anything. It? What? Who was it? Oh, uh, some scumbag, probably.
1: Oh, my gosh. You don't remember.
0: I don't remember. It probably uh, Mike, Mike Mitchell. He was a headhunter. Shit. Um, he, he took out Tyler Eifert in 2015, so I wasn't surprised if he – did the same. Um that was a pretty incredible year because um, Tyler I got hurt week 1. Um Marvin Jones got hurt in the preseason, didn't play all year. Um they still managed to go like 10-5 and 1. So, yeah. You know, despite missing two key players on offense and perfect missed a bunch of time with an injury as well.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, so That's the only time they've seen, like, you know, playoff success after a division win, Um, I think, ever. I think every time, even back in the 80s when they won divisions, they uh, had a poor year afterwards, if I remember correctly. Um, Actually, then I forget. I think there was a – let me look at 1982. That may be incorrect what I'm saying. Well, that's going back. Uh, yeah, so it was the 82 is the first time for a consecutive playoffs in a season, uh, which they hadn't done. They did that in this year and then wouldn't do that again until the Mandy Dalton years. Uh, let me see. I think this was a lockout season. Yeah. 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 There was a player strike in 1982. So they, they start out. Player strikes. Um, I forgot about yeah, those. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, it'll happen too often. So, they, they play the first two games, player strike, and then they pick up. Week three is November 21st. So, they end up with a 7-2 and two record. Clinch the first place in the AFC Central. But they, they then lose in the first round uh, to the Jets. They got blown out at home. Uh... Yeah. So that's yeah. So that's the only time that they've gone back to back winning the division. Oh wow! And that's just because they uh, had a lockout season. So it would be a first. Would be a first time for twenty twenty two to do that.
1: That's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that they do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just. Uh, Just really hoping for a good year.
1: Yeah, I think we all are. I mean, there's a lot of expectations this year, though.
0: Yeah, And that's kind of the thing with all those other teams, too, is that they're also dealing with, you know, big expectations. All the other teams, and they all have their reason for why they didn't perform as well, but um, just kind of like the higher expectations – but you know now they got Joe Burrow. Like he's a completely different player than what we've ever had, right? And all, all we're all putting our faith in this dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of you know big stakes to see what we do because we were yeah. like I think one of the weaker division winners last year in terms of you know performance. Um, yeah. But we still beat out like the biggest we beat everybody yeah you know. to get you know in, into the, the super bowl
0: yeah we won we won a close um close first round and then upset two very strong play, like the number one seed and the defending afc champs so we we played some tough games and we won them and i think weren't weren't this, the titans the second seed no titans were number one.
1: Oh, titans were one Titans for two, Chiefs for two. I okay. I should
0: have said I I don't know how to talk with a comma, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, um, they were number one. The Titans, second were the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, big expectations for for next year. Um, I think they kind of want to go and show out that this wasn't a fluke. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think it is. I think the team's very well built, and if you kind of look back on why those other teams. Didn't perform as well, the ones that we just mentioned. Um, they're all very different reasons, and there's stuff that, like, you know, hopefully aren't as, um, impactful. Like, 2006, that was the year where everybody was getting arrested. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Chris Henry missed, a, I think, four games with suspension. Odell Thurman missed the entire year, and the year after was suspension. Um,
1: man Odell Thurman
0: yeah I know they talk about that in that in that 2005 team but like just how good he was um and just kind of how it like you know kind of blew up in smoke but yeah so yeah that was kind of why a lot of key players I mean they had some injuries and stuff but the biggest point was you know a lot of those players weren't on the field because of stuff that was, I think, preventable. Right. Uh, 2009, obviously, TL was a big locker room cancer. Yeah, that was a disaster. That was a... I mean, on paper, that sounded great, but... I mean, everyone I, was excited to see that. Yeah, I, that was the first time I went to training camp before. I went down to Georgetown, and uh, that was an entire experience. Yeah. Um. That's That was the time where, where Carson Palmer just, you know, practice was over, and everyone signed signatures. He just runs now. Uh, doesn't say go. hi to anybody. Um, I don't know if I've talked about that before. Maybe (laughs) the first anyone's ever heard of that. Um, But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so that T.O. is why that that group failed. And 2014, you know, while a pretty good season, they had so many injury problems, especially at playmaking pass catchers. Right. Um, So I think the most – impactful one of those prior three are definitely injuries and that's very unpredictable yeah um so i don't think anyone's getting DUIs or getting arrested um we don't have a locker room cancer in in terrell owens so (laughs) in theory as long as they can stay healthy they can you know compete
1: yeah and i I think like you know from this off season i think we've gotten a lot better like i don't think we've gotten worse at all
0: no um like we improved
1: our biggest weakness
0: yeah. Uh it'll be interesting to see how these newly drafted defensive backs play. Um I mean listening to them talk, they seem like good people and good players. Um but you know, once once they hit the field, you know, you don't really know until they start playing the games.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to see them in the uh, the preseason. Cuz that yeah, you know on paper they're, you know, quick and you know good decision makers.
0: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to kind of see where players kind of fell out on the roster. Uh, I think I saw something that Lua Marudo said. Um, it's basically Eli Apple's job to lose. So he's going to be the starting corner on that side until somebody basically beats him out. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's probably the best way to do it. If, some, if a rookie comes in and just outperforms a veteran, there's really not much you can do on that, but. Yeah, the other you know the other corner spots are locked up so i think our cornerback room as it stands is like oozier hilton um apple and i don't know if cam Br- cam taylor Britt. i think they want to be a corner i don't know if daxon hill is going to start as a corner or a safety i'm not entirely sure um they got another safety late in the draft and then
1: are there any they- uh like depth charts
0: out yet I don't think there's any official depth charts out just yet. I think I've seen some unofficial ones. Um, gotcha. On like ESPN, um, if you go to like the Bengals website, and usually that stuff is under team. There's not a uh, there's not a depth chart listed, and I'm not seeing anything. Training camp on the on the training camp part of their website. So I don't think official depth charts have been listed just yet. I think they're probably still figuring out. Where people are gonna go so far? Gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think this could be an interesting preseason. You know, uh, there's a lot of fun to be had in preseason games. Um, trying to figure out your depth and who's gonna be the best players and yeah, who they can fill to fifty-two, fifty-three man roster.
1: Yeah, I re- I'm really excited to see some of these young guys and you know replacements at like tight end where. You know, we need somebody to step up.
0: Yeah, there's they've got plenty of options here. Uh, they brought in quite a few people, uh, as well as players who were on the team last year and the year before. So that'll be an interesting uh, spot to see um, how that gets filled out. And kind of some, you know, obviously our top three wide receivers are pretty logged in, but how they're going to do on the rest of the depth and then which running backs. It's a lot of cool things to speculate on right yeah if you could like take a guess on who you think is going to break out and and make a like a surprise player to make the roster uh who would you expect it to be
1: that's a tough one um
0: yeah. I, I'm, I'm making it positionless too so it could be anybody
1: yeah i think uh well maybe more so hope i hope puka williams
0: yeah you do like puka williams
1: yeah i hope he can make the team
0: (laughs) yeah i think uh i'd be i'd be shocked if they keep a fourth running back but i feel like that's kind of where they're gonna go i think they'll obviously they'll keep mixing Piron and evans but i think maybe maybe one of these guys will surprise you and we'll we'll keep a fourth running back because they've done that before
1: yeah i think uh just puka has some versatility that he can play from the slot
0: yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with like the fourth wide receiver even they don't do too many four wide receiver sets four or five wide receiver sets um that'll be an interesting race you got quite a few people like Stanley Morgan Trent Taylor Trent Irwin uh the wide receiver Mike Thomas and the aforementioned Puka Williams uh yeah yeah they got a lot of defensive backs on the roster right now too
1: Which is good. I mean, (laughs) yeah, um, I don't know. It's a very important position these days.
0: It is, and just kind of eyeballing different positions. Like, I don't think quarterbacks will be surprising. Um, the offensive line probably is not going to be surprising. I think there's there's a lot of competition at D line, so they may. uh, they may keep some people you don't expect. They may let go some people you don't know who you expect. I think linebacker is going to be pretty straightforward. We really don't use more than three or four anyway. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of competition at defensive back.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the names and I'm not recognizing a lot of these guys.
0: Well, I think a lot of these guys are undrafted free agents. Yeah. So... I mean obviously like the big names are gonna stay, but yeah, you know, I mean you never know. I mean they make they've made surprises before in previous um previous seasons. Yeah.
1: It's just they just have a lot of guys right now.
0: Yeah. Well Nick, general discussion, do you have anything else that you wanna talk about or bring up or anything like that?
1: No, I think that covers most of the news.
0: Okay. I got I wanna finish on a little bit, bit of trivia that I learned today. All and right. I, I don't know if you're gonna know this or not. All right, so I'm gonna ask you a trivia question, and you have to answer it. Okay. And if okay. I sh- I shouldn't have to explain what a trivia answer question. Oh my is. god. <laughs> okay. Um, Ken Anderson, former Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. Um, don't look us anything up. I'm not. Okay. True or false? Ken Anderson has a Super Bowl championship under his belt.
1: Has a. Just him as a person. I'm going to assume the
0: answer is false. <laughs> you are incorrect. Yeah. So, So Ken Anderson, I did not know this until I was looking something up about it today. Uh, Ken Anderson won a Super Bowl ring as a coach on the 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers as their quarterback's <laughs> coach. Hilarious. I bet you didn't know that. Hilarious. I did not know that at all. I did not know that, no. Yeah, pretty incredible. Uh, who would have thought? Um I didn't I honestly god didn't even know he went into coaching after his playing career. Yeah. Um
1: Is he still coaching?
0: No, he's long retired. He's yeah, been retired figured. since 2009, but yeah, so he he was on the Bengals as a player from 71 to 68. Takes a couple years off. I think he if I was reading correctly, um he was doing some um it's not voiceover work, but um Oh, my gosh. What is it? Uh, Commentating. It's like game commentary. Gotcha. He was doing that for a couple years, then signed on as a quarterback's coach from 93 to 95. He was the offensive coordinator from 96 to 2000, then going back to the QB coach for the Dick LeBeau years. And then once Marvin comes in, he goes out to Jacksonville as their quarterbacks and wide receiver coach for three years. Then 2007 starts as the quarterback coach for Pittsburgh, and they obviously go on to win a Super Bowl in 2008 against the Cardinals and he was on that so he gets a he has a Super Bowl ring as a quarterback's coach believe it or not
1: good for him
0: Yes, very good for him. Um that's a very that's a very great accomplishment to have. It's
1: always good um, when uh former Bengals players get their ring somewhere else.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd all prefer it was here though. Like, yeah, uh, Whitworth <laughs> oh, that one was tough. That was a tough <laughs> one to swallow. I'm, I'm glad he got one. Oh yeah, me too. I just, I just wish it wasn't at our expense. <laughs> 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 Maybe that. I know, I know his, his situation with the Bengals didn't end very favorably at all. Favorably at all. So, uh, man, he got, he got, he got chosen. He got Cedric he chosen over him. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah, that's. Uh we made some very poor choices that was a back. Very, then. very
0: poor choice. Oh boy, he was so bad.
1: Oh, that no, was
0: so bad.
1: A very bad draft pick, man. Is he, is he still even in the league?
0: I want to say last I heard about it, he was bouncing around. But I would have to look it up. But, uh, he was he was basically a turnstile. Yeah, I
1: mean, I was frustrated watching that dude play.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's obviously bounced around. He was 2019 on the Jaguars. Uh, he's on the Texans now. Twenty, yeah, 2020 and 2021 Seahawks, Ravens for a little bit, Titans for a little bit, practice squad, and now he's on the Texans. So, show us how great he's going. Yeah.
1: That was a, uh, yeah, that was a bad pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think because he was on them teams with Johnny Manziel, so maybe like. He I mean Johnny Manziel made them look a lot better than what they were, so it's possible that like that was it. Yeah. No. But he only had 23 bench press. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrible for an offensive lineman. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no. I just remember one play he you know, he he was the left tackle and hiked the ball. He you know, he takes a step back. He takes way further the Defensive end just, like, goes inside and sacks Dalton, like, immediately. And he kind of throws his hands up. It's like, dude, <laughs> that was all you. Like
1: He just watched it happen.
0: He just watched it happen. It's like you're one-on-one with the defensive end. That's usually how it goes. It's not like, you know, it's not like you were assigned you know, help. It was a pass-blocking play, too. Like, Jeez. He was just literally just a turnstile back there. Oh. It's a, it's a miracle that they uh, did anything with him at all.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they drafted him. Like looking, even looking back now, just like at the, the tape and like his intangibles. Like he was not nearly as like smart as people were saying he was, and he's not as he's not very strong. <laughs> yeah, obviously twenty three bench press. Like that, that's all you can do. Like yeah, like he got run over by bull rushes. Like and then he just he wasn't quick enough to
0: react to. Last to get ends. to put in context, uh, Whitworth was twenty-eight bench presses at the draft, so he did he did five more <laughs> in a way. Unbelievable. <sighs> he was he was such a good uh, player that Whitworth though. It's very it was very upsetting to see him go. Yeah. Which I I'll never forget when you told me this, I was I thought you were lying and I thought you were being a jerk. Because you told me that um, in 2018 when we got Cordy Glenn, you told me that we were paying Cordy Glenn more than what the Rams were paying Whitworth for. And I'm like, you're joking. (laughs) Like, there's no way they did that. There's no way they got Cordy Glenn, uh, uh, who's a worse player on a more expensive contract than than Whitworth, who wanted to be here. Like, there's no way. You're lying to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's. I mean, we that should have been included in that conversation last week about bad things Mike Brown has done. That was, in terms of like most recent things, that was like the uh, worst decision he ever made. Yeah, I totally forgot about uh, Cordy Glass. No, oh, I mean he's such a forgettable player. I mean, yeah, didn't he, was he have bad. like? He had. I I think his career ended with us because he had con- he had a concussion. And for okay, so for a reference, his pre draft was thirty one. So I mean what does that tell you about O'Breihen? But yeah, we we traded for him to move back in the draft, I think. Um Trade Glenn, twenty first pick, then picked the bangles change for a twelfth. Yeah, so we were twelve, we moved back to twenty one, and that twenty one, we took Billy Price. So that just went all all very, very poorly.
1: Yeah, we weren't we were not good at um scouting offensive line. Yeah, that those, year. Those years, yeah. <laughs>
0: um it's interesting. I was talking Smack about twenty three on bench press. Jonah Williams current left tackle at, is at twenty three, so I would say though that Jonah Williams is a lot better of a player than um Cedric O'Boyhee though.
1: Uh yeah. The tape like they didn't looks even, a lot better. Yeah.
0: They didn't even pick up. Oh boy, he's fifth year option, and that's like basically free. You know, yeah. it's like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that?
1: Yeah, clearly, they didn't want him. And yeah, it just it just seemed like he he wasn't catching up to the NFL speed.
0: Yeah, not that's a that's a whole thing is it's a lot more than just like pure athleticism. Um, you know, there is a mental part of the game of understanding where to be and where to go and what to do so everybody everybody thinks it's all physical yeah it's like what's what's the thing it's like it's a it's a saying by the late great john madden it's like uh half the game is 90 percent mental or something like that
1: nice he says
0: he he says something like that where it's like what what are you trying to say (laughs) (laughs) so you're saying 45 percent of the game is (laughs) mental why don't you just say that i love john man he's great yeah yeah he's a funny dude yeah all right i think that pretty much covers everything we have to nick do you have anything else you want to go over today
1: nope i'm good
0: cool well thank you very much for listening if you liked what we had to say please subscribe and check us out next time when we talk about the upcoming schedule and what games we think we're gonna win thank you very much and have a good rest of your day